0: morning. I thought we had a little video there. Do we have a little spotlight video? No that's why I call No it. spotlight video. All right. <laughs> good morning. It's good to see you this morning. It's a joy to be in the Lord's house for this rainy Sunday morning. And boy, we needed the rain to cool things off, did we not? So we praise the Lord for that. Looking forward to a great week this week. But we're glad that you're here. We want to say welcome, especially those that are guests of Lindsay Lane this morning. And if you're a our guests today, we want you to know that we're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us, and we would invite you to take an opportunity to fill out our little guest card. You'll find that in your bulletin. There's a little Connect card there. If you take a moment and fill that out and drop it in our offering buckets, they're available out in the uh, foyers as you leave this morning. So if you drop that off there, we'd certainly appreciate that. And if you're a first-time guest, and you'll take your card back to the foyer back there uh, and drop it in that a bucket back in the main foyer just right behind you here our pastor will be out there to greet you and get, uh, get an opportunity to meet him and talk with him and he would love to see you so we would invite you to do that uh, so if you have a special prayer request that you'd like to share with us that our staff could pray with you about we'd be honored to do that you write that on that card and just turn it in and we'll be glad to pray with you about that need and uh, but again it's a joy to have all of you with us this morning is Again, part of our time of worship is, is a time of giving, and so we want to encourage you to continue your faithfulness in the area of stewardship, and so uh, our offering buckets are available for you to give. Uh, they're in, in the foyers, and we've got some containers coming later, and uh, they'll hopefully be here in this next week or so, and be a little different, but we want to invite you to join us as we worship together through time of giving, and so as you leave this morning, if you haven't already dropped your offerings, you can do that. You can give online uh, through our website at lindsaylane.org, or you can text uh, LLBC to 73256, LLBC to 73256, and you can uh, give by text to give. But I want to pray over our offering this morning, and just ask God's blessings on it as we continue the work that he's called us to do here at Lindsay Lane. Uh, We want to be faithful in every area of our life. And so I want to pray for our time of worship through giving, and then pray for the remainder of our service as we continue our worship and then hear from the Lord this morning through our pastor. So let's pray together. Father, it's a joy to come to the Lord's house, even on a rainy Sunday morning. Lord, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And so, Lord, we're delighted to be here this morning to worship you. You're worthy of our praise and our worship every area of our life Lord whatever season of life we're in Father we owe it all to you we thank you for that and so Lord we worship through our singing and our praises but we also worship through our giving And so we pray over our offerings this morning and throughout this week That God we would be faithful and that you would receive the offerings that we give and We multiply them and use them so that others could come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the remainder of this service this morning, for our choir and our orchestra and praise team, Pastor Dwayne, as he leads us. Father, may we lift our voices to you, recognizing that you are a sovereign God who loves us, and you're worthy of our worship. Pray for our pastor as he stands to bring the message this morning. Just anoint him and fill him with the power of your Holy Spirit. Speak your word through him to us and into our hearts and lives that will make a difference in the way that we live each and every day. To glorify you and to work for the good of others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. One of the privileges we have in the worship ministry... Choir Orchestra Praise Team, as we get to lead out and worship every week. And it's such a blessing. Isn't it great to have a full loft? It's really wonderful. And uh, I'm adding 12 chairs this week, so we'll have enough room for 50 up there, and we would love to have you. If you're interested, if you love to sing, just come see me after service, or if you love to play an instrument, we would love to have you as part of our team as we worship it's such a wonderful time of worship together we rehearse on wednesday nights at six thirty p.m and we'd love to have you right now i want to continue to worship as we invite although he's already here but we're going to say king of heaven come down so let's all stand as we sing god thank you that you are in this place and your presence is here this morning amen here we go
2: Let your kingdom come here, let your will be done
1: here In There is no one greater. of Jesus that I'm alive.
3: amen good to see everybody today welcome in take your bibles and open them up to everywhere as we'll be jumping around but if you'd like to turn to one place you can turn to revelation chapter one revelation chapter one thank you for being here this morning. My name is Andy John King. I'm the lead pastor here at Lindsey Lane and uh, certainly glad to have you. All that have been here for many years or those that are of you that have just come for the first time. We're glad to see you and uh, hope that we can minister to you here. I want you to just say on the front end that we, uh, we know the days that we live in. We understand uh, that news changes and uh, certain things are coming around, coming back around. I want you to know as Uh, COVID is not over. Uh, We are, as a leadership staff, we are listening and learning. We're asking questions. Uh, If we have to make any decisions, we promise to communicate that to you as well as we can. And uh, in the meantime, just be wise and considerate of each other. And uh, we hope that you would uh, continue to worship here. And uh, I I would say that throughout the last year, I'm kind of proud of us. I think we did pretty good. And uh, I mean us as an entire church. And so I appreciate your toughness. And we may have to ask for it again. And uh, the good thing is, if we have to step back, we know how to do it at least because we've done it before, and uh, hopefully we won't have to do that, but uh, we, we continue to pray and ask God to give us wisdom through the days. So uh, let's, let's pray over that. I also want to just pray over you. Um, I, I know that um, every, every time we come in here is for, for some, it's, it's awesome, and they're excited to be here. And for others, uh, they know they need to be here, and it's been a heavy week. So let me just uh, let me pray over us, and we're going to jump right in, all right? Lord, we ask for wisdom. Pray, O oh God, as uh, leaders of the church that you've allowed us to be, that you would give us great wisdom to make decisions in the days to come. Lord, we know that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church, and so, we, God, we claim that. <clears throat> and we pray, O oh Lord, that you would lead and guide us into this fall season. God, that uh, we would have your glory on our mind and the good of man in our hands and feet as we work for the good of others. And, God, we thank you so much for how you have given us this time and place, this church. And, God, we pray that we would be responsible stewards of everything that we have here. And, Lord, that you would use us uh, today and forever for your glory. God, we, we thank you for each and every one that's here. And I pray, oh God, over those that have walked in here today, Lord, desiring to hear from you a struggling lord over the last week or maybe it's just been a heavy day i just pray oh god that you give them great comfort and peace in knowing you and pray holy spirit that you got us into all truth that you would get us to where we need to be and lord help us to see the next steps we need to take in our responsibility to honor you with our life we love you and praise you in jesus name amen well from time to time i look back to a little over a year ago when I shared which, what was really my first leadership message here at Lindsay Lane. And the truth is, is I look back to see what I said to y'all. To see what I had said on the, the front and to remember what the Lord was speaking to my heart at the time. And, uh, and to remember what, what I spoke to you as a church. And as I look back, I, I said the following towards the end of that first message that I keep close in my office. I said, after a season of, of getting to know the people... Of the church and seeking the Lord for His direction for the church, then we can answer the question of where are we going. I, I, many of you, and, and which I get it, but many of you had asked the question when we first met uh, about what's your vision for the church. And honestly, I, I can't remember what I said to you, but in my heart, I thought I've been here like thirty seconds. Like, give me just a second to, to pray and ask God where He wants to go. And uh, while I appreciate the question because it's important as God's church and we're leading into the future. I did think to myself, I'm going to spend some time with you and spend some time with the Lord, and then we can answer the question of where we're going. So this month of Sundays, this month of Sundays in August, uh, will be called Forward. If there's a sermon series title for this month, it's called Forward as we think about where we're headed into the future. And I also said this during that message, over time, expect changes. Over time, expect changes. Some of those changes have happened. Some of you may not even know what they are. But over time, whether they are deliberate decisions or it's just because of time passing by, there have been changes made and there will continue to be changes made. And i say that as I allude to the simple fact that while I am saved by the same Savior and called by the same God to preach the gospel and to the gospel ministry, I am a different person and a different leader. And with time going by and a different person and a different leader, there will be changes in the way that we do certain things. But I will say, as we talk about change, that we, we will continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will continue to pray and seek the Lord for where he would have us to go. And we have no plans to deliberately leave anyone out. And the church said amen. Amen. So with that, I want to talk about change just to start off with. And we're going to get to Revelation chapter 1 in just a little bit. But the first thing I want to take you to is Mark chapter 1. As we talk a little bit about change, and everybody loves change, don't they? Man, we just all love change so much. We love to see things shaken up and things go in different directions. And boy, we just love it so much. Well, in Mark chapter 1... Jesus had begun his ministry in Capernaum. And at this time, if you read Mark chapter 1, you realize that Jesus, at this point in time, now has help as he's gathered apostles around him, disciples around him. And he has influence in the area that he is ministering within. If you read there in Mark chapter 1, God's power was moving through Jesus. Jesus. And God's work was being done among the people of the town. He was known and his influence had settled there and there were lives being changed. And there were healings and people considering God's truth because he was revealing his power in front of them. And then in chapter 1, in verses 35 through 39, Jesus gets away from the influence of the crowd. and, And gets away from his ministry just for a minute and he goes to talk to the God, the Father... He goes to pray, the Bible says, and then when he returns from hearing from God the Father, he returns back to his disciples who are telling him of the demand of the crowds. And they say unto him, everyone is looking for you. Everybody that you've been reaching and teaching and talking to and healing and ministering amongst is now looking for you. And and truth be told, this is great. Because at the beginning, Jesus was seeking out Capernaum. Now Capernaum is seeking out Jesus. I mean, this this is what they wanted. This this was the will of God. But to their demand, this is what Jesus said. We must go on to other towns as well. And I will preach to them too. That is why I came. What is that? It's change. I, I mean, a literal change of direction. As they were going, man, we got it like we like it. Everything is just exactly how it should be and gives us all the feels. Here come the people after us, Lord. And Jesus said, we've got to go on to other places too so that other people can hear the message I'm trying to get out. But why? What about the people of the other towns? Have we thought about them? What about the people that have not been in church all their life? What about the people that have no idea how church goes at all? What about the people that have not yet been saved? What about the people that have no idea what we're singing? Have you ever thought about the other people that, that we are trying to reach for the good of man that have, have not known him yet? If there is no change, there is no room for others to get in. Some, some of you may be excited as we talk about change. Like, here we go. You don't even know what we're talking about. You're just like, here it comes. Some of you may be indifferent, like you've been here five minutes, you're like, brother, I don't care what y'all do, man, I don't know what y'all got going on anyway, right? Let's... We're just here this morning taking it in. And some of you truly and maybe have been here a long time and you think to yourself, I, man, we trust you guys and trust that y'all are praying. Then some of you, when we mention change, you're probably thinking, what does it all mean? What's going to happen? Well, it means change comes as time goes by because the scripture says for everything there is a season. But just as true as Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 is, the scripture also says in Psalm 33 11, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So with that truth in mind... As the seasons change, there will be changes. There will be changes in leadership and looks. There will be changes in methods and movements, but not apart from God's leading, it won't. There won't be any changes that are distancing itself from sharing the good news that God saves through Jesus. And so trust that while there will be changes over time, there will be no changes in the gospel. There will be no changes in preaching the cross. There will be no changes in working for the glory of God and accomplishing the will of God at this church as long as I can help it. There's no premeditated decision when you talk about change to leave anyone out or behind. It's quite the contrary, in fact. Jesus, as we looked in Mark chapter 1, he didn't want to leave anyone out when he left Capernaum. In fact, rather, he had to move to minister to more people. Let me give you an illustration to consider. In fact, I thought about that this week. Which illustration would y'all like this morning, football or breakfast? If you like football illustration, just raise your hand up high. If y'all are hungry and ready to get out of here and want to have breakfast, just raise your hand up high. (laughs) That's good. It's about even. I'm going to give both of them to you anyway. So (laughs) I like them so much, I'm going to tell you both of them. Let's start with a football illustration. Just to consider, because it's the fall here, amen, and we're looking forward to seeing it, being a part of it. Well, during the 70s and early 80s, the University of Alabama's football team was dominant. I knew I'd get that. Oh, I could have wrote it in here. And during that time, they ran an offense called the wishbone. Well, when that reign of dominance or reign of terror, however you choose to look at it, when that reign of terror ended and change commenced, some of you longtime Alabama fans that weren't winning as much begin to say things like this. We need to return to the wishbone. I tell you what we need to do. We need to start running the wishbone again. Well, a new guy comes in, and he don't run the wishbone anymore, but he wins. So here's another amen. (laughs) So when you look at it, it's really not about what you prefer the offense to be. It's just so that you win. Y'all with me? I can assure you, no leader on this staff Of this church wants to lose ground when it comes to the gospel, the glory of God, and the good of man. So while the offense and defense may change a little bit, the purpose is the same. We want to win for what God wins for. Now here comes the breakfast illustration. (laughs) Yesterday we're in the we're in the kitchen and um Brittany's about to cook some biscuits. I don't know how y'all's refrigerators look. We got two kinds in our refrigerator. And so she said, do you want this kind of biscuit or do you want the other kind of biscuit? And truth be told, I began to think about my kids and my wife for a second, because I can be selfish real quick, but in a, in a moment of spirituality, I thought about, well, I, I, I wonder what they want. And I told her, I said, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to eat breakfast. I just want to eat biscuits, right? See, this is the thing. When we begin to think about other people, how others can get in, and we begin to think about the purpose and the true motivation that God would have us to have, change doesn't really look as big as we think it does. We just want to win at the end of the day. Jesus moved to the next town to gain ground for the gospel. One change I would like to start with this morning is communicating to you a change in our purpose statement. Now, some of you may know the purpose statement that's been in years gone by at Lindsay Lane. Some of you may have no idea what it is. And you can have church without a purpose statement. We've found that out as we've talked to long-time church members before and asked them what the purpose statement is, and they had no idea. But come to find out, we've been having church a long time without it. But a purpose statement is just a declarative statement, a declarative sentence that will help set guardrails for your leadership towards where we want to go. And the purpose statement for Lindsey Lane Baptist Church is as follows. Together for the glory of God and the good of man. You just heard Brother Bradley pray it. We sang glory in our songs. You hear me say it almost every Sunday. It's in my language. It's in my heart. Together for the glory of God and the good of man. So with that being said, I want to take the rest of the message time today to break that down, biblically what that looks like as we uphold that declaration to bring God glory and to work for the good of man. But the first word there is together. Together for the glory of God and the good of man. Y'all, if there's any topical message that I believe God puts on my heart to preach more times than others, it's unity. It it truly is. is making sure that we are all on the same page, all working together. Because there's no accomplishment of anything in a church this size if we're all not on the same page. This is why the beginning of our purpose statement is together. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, it's on the screen. The Bible says, Then make me truly happy. By agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Likewise, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3, the Bible says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. If there's any encouragement from belonging to Christ... If there is any comfort from his love, if there is one body, by one spirit, by one Lord, by one baptism, and one God, then the Bible says, then we all must agree. We all must love and work and bind ourselves together. I think the first thing you've got to ask is if you're in here or not. Are you with us or not? Are you attending? Are you pretending? Are you in it to win it? Are you with this local church as we are moving for the glory of God and the good of man? Because if you are with us, then you've got to be with us working together. For any unit to endure and operate on the same page, there must be a downgrading of preference and an upgrading of selflessness. In fact, the verse in Philippians that we read to you just a moment ago is followed by, and the verse in Ephesians is preceded by the same direction. Be humble. Both chapters, or both books of the Bible, as it talks about unity together in the body, it gives the instruction, be humble. Lower yourselves. Consider the other better than yourself. This is the instruction from the Word of God to the people of God. And if you looked at what we just read, this actually takes spiritual effort. Y'all, if there's going to be unity in your home with at least three, four, five, six people in your home, there's going to have to be a lowering of self, a lowering of preference, and an upgrading of selflessness. We will have to take on humility. It's an effort. This is why the Bible says work together. Make every effort. Keep yourselves united. It's a real effort. Y'all, if there's some bad things going on in your home, one of y'all is going to have to lower yourself and give way to the other. There's no way amen to that because it's the straight-up truth that most of all of us get. We're going to have to give way. We're going to have to step back. We're going to have to let somebody else win. And we're going to have to fight for things that matter. God has saved us. God has united the local church under His name, by His Spirit, for His glory. Not for us to be divided by preference but to be united by purpose, not for us to be torn apart by our sinful, selfish tendencies, but for us to be built together and built up in our spiritual gifts to make much of God and to build the church. Make no mistake, if this church or any other church falls apart, it ain't God's fault. It's the fault of the people. And this is why God would have me to preach this message because many of you long-time members here may think we got a good thing going. That's exactly why we continue to preach it. We don't take our hand off the wheel. We don't take that for granted. So for the reputation of Christ and for the endurance of this body, let's all who consider themselves members and regular attenders of Lindsey Lane, let us be encouraged this morning to take our bad attitudes, our Desire for drama. Some of y'all folks are crazy about that. I don't, even, I don't even understand that. Your desire for drama. Take take your personal issues that while they may be real and sensitive, sometimes they can be disruptive. Place them before the Lord. Seek counsel. Respond as the Spirit leads, so that God can build up His church and we won't tear it down. Amen. Amen. If. If you belong to Jesus and God's spirit is in you and your heart is right, you'll desire to work together. And the truth is, is if you're spiritual, it'll bother you when it begins to fall apart. If there's dissension, if there is disunity, if there's tension, and it's making a difference and causing the wake off that to bother other people, it'll bother you if you're a spiritual person seeking the Lord to where you want to get it right. And understand, unity does not mean sameness. This is a good word. Tony Evans says, "Unity does not mean sameness. It means oneness." Think about this, meaning that despite our differences, and with an allowance of each other's faults, we are working towards oneness of purpose to bring glory to God and good to man. It doesn't mean that we're all going to eat church, It doesn't mean we're all going to eat lunch together after church today. I don't know. I don't think anybody can hold us. It doesn't mean that we're all going to vacation together. It doesn't mean that we're all going to go to the same schools. It doesn't mean that we're all going to share the same opinions politically. But it does mean we are part of the same body that is functioning for the same purpose. Y'all, my face doesn't hang out with my feet too much. Now, my face and hands—they're close. I remember when we were told not just too long ago don't touch your face right and it was like my face and hands were like try to stop us just try that <laughs> see how that goes now my face and hands are not close or my, my face and my feet are not close but my feet and my legs they walk together all the time you can see them together as they move together now Paul in first Corinthians he uses the human body to remind us that while the parts of the body are not the same, and some of them aren't even really that close, they still function together for the same purpose, which is the glory of God and the good man. Church, if God's Spirit can unite Jew and Gentile, and all the cultural differences that they had, hatred between the two, if God's Spirit can unite Jew and Gentile to form a church across those historical differences, we can get through most everything that's put in front of us here. Meaning, we can get through the things that would divide us, even if they're not divisive, but sometimes cause tension. We can get through private school, public school, home school. We can still do it. The senior generation, the present generation, the next generation, still we can do it. The athletes and the artists. The city and the county. The country club and the hunting club. I mean, like God blessed that it's all together in one location. As he shows himself to be one God and one Lord and one faith and one baptism and one Holy Spirit in all of those. Both sides of the aisle we can do it. All corners of culture we can do it. The vaccinated and the unvaccinated, we can do it. Y'all laugh. I'm serious as I can be right now. (laughs) Whatever your opinions are on everything, if we are one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Holy Spirit, as God is one and the church is to bring Him glory, we got to find a way to do it together. So you watch how you're talking to people when you express your opinions because these are your brothers and sisters in this place. Lindsay Lane has three campuses with three teaching pastors at those campuses. In truth, we've got three congregations, but we've got one Lord and Savior. There's one spirit and purpose when we sit around a leadership table. And we've got to work to keep those things going. There's no reason for Maine to compete for Maine, for North to compete for North, and for East to compete for East unless we're playing co-ed softball on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Now after that we're gonna to have to get after it for the glory of our ch- our churches right I'm just kidding, but there's there's no reason to be competitive for our campus I have to keep that in mind y'all have got a, brother Dusty and I used to talk about this all the time we have a competitive spirit we don't want to lose and we certainly don't want to lose to what God says we should win at. But a competitive spirit is one thing. Competing for things that are lesser than, it, it shouldn't matter that much. There's no reason to fight between campuses. And y'all may think, is this even going on? No, it's not, but we don't want it to happen ever. We want God to keep us together as long as he would. Now let's look at the glory of God. As we looked at the together focus of that declaration statement, together for the glory of God and good of man, let's look at the glory of God which will spend most of our time left As we don't have to be reminded so much about the good of man as far as it ministers to us. Because we know. But in Revelation chapter 1. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. The last verse. The last. The B part of that verse says. All glory to him who loves us. And has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. All glory to God. Now, John, as the revelator, he is speaking to the churches and he's designating before these churches all honor in their life corporately and individually is to be given unto God. And he's going to explain why, why this glory and all glory is to be given unto God as he greets them in the name of the triune God. If you want to see evidence of the Trinity in Scripture, this is one of those passages where you see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit... All in Revelation chapter 1. And John says grace and peace to you from the one who is, the one who always was, and the one who is still to come. Now let that hit you again. The one who is, the one who always was, and the one who is still to come. While everything that is created has a starting point. Me and you. Everything that you see, while it has a starting point, it has a timeline and a finish line, God the Father exists within Himself and He is everlasting, meaning He is not bound by time. You know anybody like that? All glory to Him. And this is what the Scripture teaches, that there's nothing or no one to compare Him to and anybody that would say that they compare to God, He created He is everlasting, no time limit, all glory to God. And then the Bible says, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. Before the sevenfold spirit before his throne. This is a description of the fullness, the completeness of the Holy Spirit of God. If you look in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on Jesus, will rest on Him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. All you hear all those characteristics? This is who God is. The Spirit of God is perfect in wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and reverence for the Lord. This is spiritual perfection. You ever met anybody like that? All glory to Him. All glory to Him. The Spirit of God is the perfection of what? Of what to do, of how to think, of where to go, of power for living, of important information, of reverence for God. All glory to Him. This is why John is saying all glory goes to God because he says, Hold on just a minute, let me describe Him to you. And then he says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness to these things, The first to rise from the dead. And y'all, if that means that he's the first, then there's going to be a second and a third. There's going to be more that will rise because he did. And the Bible says, and from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things that have been stated before. The first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. As a faithful witness, Jesus is the revelation of God. Jesus reveals God to man. You want to know what God is like, you study Jesus. Because Jesus will reveal him to you as the first to rise from the dead. Jesus is the reason that we have this anticipation. He have this expectation that we too shall rise because our Lord and Savior has promised the same to us. As the ruler of all the kings of the world. Did y'all hear that? Jesus is the ruler of all the kings of the world. That puts him above the world's richest. It puts him above the world's most powerful. And as such, he alone decides what is right and true. So we don't take our marching orders from any other person that ain't Jesus. For he is the ruler, he is king of kings, and lord of lords. You know anybody else with that resume? All glory to him. All glory to God. God alone has the ability to surpass the limits of every man. This makes him supernatural. He is glorious because of it. And because of this, the Bible tells us, all glory to him. Likewise, the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now, all glory to God. There it is again, because what's repeated is important. All glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now, did y'all notice this next part? Glory to Him in the church. Glory to God in the church. And in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever, amen. Some of us may have stepped up in here today and we got things going on personally that matter, that we're dealing with and struggling with. And God's Word for you is to turn your first priority to him because when you give god glory it puts everything else in proper perspective have you ever seen the price is right everybody in here has got to have seen the price is right right because it's been on for 150 years bob barker's like 150 years old you know i know he's not doing that anymore but have you if you've ever seen it they they play these games where, where you assign value to household products, right? They say, this is what that costs. If they're right, they win the game. A lot of times there'll be three or four different products. They'll give you an option on how much it costs. If you can pick what's right and it comes up as right, then the more likely you are to get, be able to spend the wheel and win big money and all that kind of stuff. Well, remember what we said last week, that glory is weight. Glory is value ascribed. We are determining how much something weighs or how much value it has when we are, quote, giving it glory. Imagine with me that there are labels before us that we assign weight to. Now, here they are as far as how it relates to our life, self, the world, and then God. This is a really high-budget prop. Truth is, is Brittany and I made these this morning as I thought about it late last night. (laughs) She cut my finger with scissors right here as we were trying to get it on. God bless her, love you. (laughs) It's my fault. I got my finger too close to scissors. But some of you can't see this. I I told Brittany, as we're taping these on this morning while y'all are in groups. I had to do this during groups. We're taping this on this morning. I told her, I said... You realize we have staff here that could have put this on the screen with all kinds of graphics, and you and I are cutting paper with markers and writing on it right now. (laughs) That's what I get for not coming up with this idea. Sorry, Andrew and Josh, you guys, next time I'll let y'all know. But, But these are the things usually that we invest in. These are the things that we usually assign value to. I want to start with the first one being self. Let's say... We're given $100 right now to assign value to these things based on how we honor them. When our days are given over to what we want, when our days are given over truly to what we feel, we assign high value to our desires. Our desires are running the show. For most of the day, for most of the week, we honor ourselves because we are honoring what we desire. We know, here's the thing about it, in our life, Christian, it's not like this. We know that these are on the table. We know this is working against us, and we know what value we put in God as we sing the songs. But we also know, if we're being honest, how much honor we give to ourselves. And if we have $100, we know that the other options are here. But the truth is, sometimes we're like, good gracious, I mean, I guess we got to give 40% here. About 40%, by $40. What we'll put in this right here is we're, we're betting on which one takes us over and costs the most in our life. And then you have the second option, which is the world. And at times, the world is not even what we want. It's not what we want to do. It's not really, if we're honest, we really wouldn't give all of our time and all of our schedule and all of our money and all of our mindset over to what the world thinks but because the world thinks it, and we don't want to lose ground to the Joneses, we're going to give a lot of our life to this one right here. We're going to give weight and value, and truth be told, y'all, we're going to give glory to this one right here, even if it's not what we think is right. So if we're honest for ourselves, whether this have to do with work or play or kids or ball or music, or recreation, or relationships. We know that God's right here, but a lot of times if we're honest, now we got $60 left, we're going to give another $40 to this right here. Now that's 80%, $80 already given, and look what's left. God's left. So even while knowing what God is worth, we end up assigning the leftover value to God when we know that the whole hundred is due to Him. Y'all feel me on that? That's where we are. This is what's crazy. We know and say and believe that God is everything. We sing songs calling him the all in all. And worthy is his name. And we got 20 bucks left and we're going to throw it at him. You know, we could make adjustments. Even if we reassign 80% to God and... Ten and ten. Now we got proper balance in our life. Now, you're still wrong because of this. All glory to God. You see, I'm just telling you what the Bible teaches because here's what happens. I said it just a minute ago. When we concentrate all of our giving, going, glorying to the one who really deserves it, here's what he's going to start to put back in place and put together. If if your world is messed up, or if you personally are messed up, it's very likely because you've been spending all your time, money, schedule, thoughts, and everything you got into these, while this one truly, you know he's there, but this is what our life looks like. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he'll give you everything you need from day to day. Is that not what it says in Matthew 6? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. See, when we think about this and think about how honestly, if I'm just being straight up real with you all right now, this is hard for me. I get caught up in some of these things the same as you do. Just like everybody else. And when I realize that even in my life, if it's been a, a distribution that would look like more balance in my life, maybe it's been 80, 10, and 10, or maybe it's been 40 and 40 and 20. That's 100% isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's been like that. When, when you realize how frail, how, how messed up we are, how, how still held, holding on to sinful nature we are, when you realize that, y'all, that's when you've got to open your Bibles and trust the Spirit of God as he's leading you, that God is full of grace. And mercy, and pick yourself back up underneath the authority of God. Allow His mercies to be new every morning, to be new for you, and hold your head up, and confess and forsake, and walk and get it right. Baby, this, this right here worked good, Britt. I'm just telling you. I, this worked really good. We're stewards here at this church. This cost us five cents, right? Brother Bradley? <laughs> The Bible says in Psalm 103.8, the Lord's compassionate and gracious and He's slow to get angry and I'm thankful for it. The Lord is compassionate and gracious and He's filled with unfailing love which means if, if our love fails, His love don't. I mean, this is why He deserves all the glory. It's not just out of command but it's also out of a realization of who He is and what He's done for us. When we when, when all honor and all weight and all value is given to the Lord by those who are His, that's when we actually begin to give the proper perspective to all the other things. The good thing for us today as we close is this. Because God is holy and because He is good, His own glory works for our good. And that blows my mind, y'all. God can do whatever He wants to do. But because he is good and holy and all the glory goes to him, his glory works for our good. And otherwise, or in other words, when we honor God, God honors us. And hopefully we have that feeling going on right now that we don't deserve it because we don't. But that's because of his love being unfailing. But when we lower ourselves, He will lift us. When we honor God, He will honor us. If you notice in Revelation chapter 1, the last part of verse 5 and the first part of verse 6, the Bible says this. All glory to Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding His blood for us. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God His Father. All glory and power to Him forever and ever. Amen. The verses that we just read that magnified Almighty God now tell us what He's done for us. He has loved us, freed us, and made us. We could do a whole another sermon on that, but we got other things to go. He has loved us, freed us, and made us. Out of His glorious, holy nature, God works for our good. Therefore, church, you're going to start seeing things on this calendar, as you always have, to work for the good of man. Because it's for His glory. And out of His glory, it works for the good of us. And because it works for the good of us, we will work for the good of others. Therefore, giving God glory. So... When we have tables out here and we're asking you to bring food in, did y'all know there's kids that go home during the school year that don't have food when they get home? The church will help. Did y'all know that there's spiritual warfare going on in our county and city right now? And by my calculations, this is one of, if not the biggest church in the area as far as Limestone County and Athens City goes. We've got to go against those spiritual powers of darkness with praying and believing in God Almighty to do something about it. And so that's why you'll see Wednesday night us going out and praying into the community because it works for the glory of God and the good of man. Yeah, we'll do silly little things. We'll do uh, things that we think we don't know if it'll work or not, but we're going to get out and pound this pavement with our feet and hands and feet and we're going to go and we're going to give God glory and trust Him all the way because we want to make a difference for the good of man in this community. So the purpose statement is this. Together for the glory of God and the good of man, get on board or come and see me. Amen? And this is why we'll give and we'll grow. This is why we'll sing and we'll serve. This is why we'll work hard, why we'll dream big. This is why we will stay up to date and why we'll stay down on our knees. Because glory to God in the church is what the Bible says. Glory to God in the church. Amen? Amen? If you want to join this church, we'd be glad to have you. If you need to be saved this morning, you need to experience the forgiveness of sins, come and talk to us. Maybe you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized. Listen, we're, we're going to have pastors up here. You can walk forward and you can just say something real simple. I need to be saved. I need to be baptized. We want to join the church. We'll take it right from there. We've got people that have been baptized in the last couple of weeks, people that are going to be baptized in the next couple weeks. We have people that joined the church last week. We'd love to have you join this week. But then there's another response from people that are believers, longtime members of the church, and they're just dealing with this and maybe thinking about how this looks in our life. I want to close with this. Sometimes we think we don't say things about glory or give glory to anybody else but God, but our life really looks different. This is in my office. I don't know if you can zoom in on that. Don't zoom into my face. I'll hold it out here, I guess. But I think I got this in one of our great stocking stuffer gifts from our our Christmases at home. I'm an Auburn fan, y'all know that. Glory, glory to old Auburn. Just that. For those of you that are Auburn fans, which is less than half, close to half, we sing we sing that song. Glory, glory to all Auburn. A-U-B-U-R-N. Some of you are like... (laughs) (laughs) But I thought to myself, as this sits on my desk and holds a sun drop in its place, (laughs) this is what God is talking about right here. I'm not going to throw this out. I'm not trying to be legalistic. But it's a certain reminder that we assign value to things. The time's going to run out. We assign value to things where there's an end date and had a start date. We assign value to things that have more to do with flawed people than a holy God. All glory to God. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Lord, thank you so much for today. I just pray, oh God. That you would unify us together, one in spirit, one in purpose. Oh, Lord, that you would take us into the future for your glory and for the good of this community. God, I pray that we would, from this point forward, as has always been, that we would be faithful to preach the good news. The good news that God saves. That you have made a way for mankind to be restored and redeemed by the blood of your Son. It's my prayer today, oh God, that we would continue to... Not only preach that, but live out and represent who you are. Lord, that you would bring us together as we go on mission, as we go from this community to cross cultures across the world, to take the good news of the gospel here, there, and everywhere. Lord, send us and minister to us. Lord, as we respond today, and as we think about all that we've heard, I pray, O oh God, that we would truly seek you and seek to give honor to you, Lord, with our mind and with our mouth and with our movement. God, that every part of us would be dedicated to you. And Lord, we seek your forgiveness where we fall fallen way short. Lord, if there be any today that need to join the church, they need to be baptized. They, they need to be saved. They need to take next steps, Lord, in their life to align themselves with you. I just pray, O oh God, that today would be the day as they are deciding within themselves Lord, what to do. Lord, I pray that you would guide us as we think about how we're responding to this tomorrow and the rest of the week. And Lord, even right now, as we have one more opportunity to sing, I pray, oh God, that we would do so in spirit and in truth, that we would worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's altered. Counselors are open for you. Y'all can be seated just for a moment. Thank you once again for being here. I want you to know that the invitation doesn't stop uh, just because the service is over. Uh, We would love if you have a response. If if you want to check the box on the card that you made a decision, if you want to catch one of us on the way out and tell us how we can help you, we would love to help you uh, and answer questions or just be a help to you as you are thinking through about how to follow Jesus. And uh, thank you again for being here this week. Uh, We're going to transition now, we have a a family uh, together night, no that's not right, we have a together event coming up, family night at Point Mallard. Um, I'm really bad obviously at telling you about what this is, so we're just going to check this video out and Greg will come tell us. All right. so what's up, we are at Point Mallard and we are going to give you all the information you need uh, for family night here at Point Mallard based off of what number this group gives us. The number they give us, we're going to go down this sign and we're going to do the next announcement based off the number they give us to match with this sign. All right, and y'all chosen which number?
2: Three. Three.
3: Where are you guys from?
2: Decatur.
3: Decatur. All right, that's a long ways away. We're glad you guys are out here at Point Mallard today. they chosen three. Three is one, two, three, the Olympic pool. So we're on the way to the Olympic pool to give you our first announcement. All right, so we want to invite you out Sunday night, August the 8th, from 6.30 to 9.30, here at Point Mallard in Decatur, Alabama. Hope to see everybody there.
4: Hey, and now we've got uh, some park staff here to let us know uh, our next stop and our announcements. And I'm here with... Cameron Harris. Cameron. Cameron, tell me, uh, pick a number twenty-one and seven.
1: Let's go with five.
4: Five. All right. That is, ooh, good choice, the Sky Pond. We'll see you there. So we're going to have two tickets free per family, and after that, the tickets are going to cost you $10 per person.
3: All right, and so I'm going to get my next marching orders from this lady right here. Tell us your name. Gretchen Crump. All right, Gretchen, so you need to pick a number between one and seven, and it's going to be where I'm going to be presenting our next announcements. Okay. Number four. Number four. All right, so one, two, three, four. I will be at the Duck Pond. Thank you so much, Ms. Gretchen. You're welcome. And so with your two free tickets, we want you to be really intentional. If you've got a family or some friends that got is laid on your heart that you want to see be a part of what we're doing here, give them those free tickets, and then you go ahead and buy those tickets at full price at $10 for you and the rest of your family. Hey guys, we got a few complaints about some horseplay in the pools, I don't know, but we gotta ask y'all to leave, that's not tolerated here.
4: Was the best part the last uh, few seconds of that? Correct. Uh, don't forget, uh, Stacy will be out in the gathering space with those Point Mallards ticket is, tickets. It is imperative that you pick those up today. Uh, there's a limited supply left, and we want to make sure that everybody uh, has the opportunity to go to that. Um, as Pastor Andy John has already shared, this Wednesday night is a move-out night. If you didn't have the opportunity last week to pick up one of those slips of paper uh, paper and pick up some of that food, uh, you can help us prepare those bags uh, this week. So just be here this Wednesday night at 630. Um, we have Wham sign-ups. starts this uh, Wednesday night as well. You should have got one of these in your bulletin. Please just fill that out. You can drop those in any of the white buckets on your way out. We've got a Lindsay Lane 101 class coming up soon. That is formally the new members class, so if you are new to our congregation or are interested in joining our congregation, you can uh, plan on attending that class, and there's some uh, more info um, in your bulletin about that. And lastly, before we leave today, this summer we've had some uh, summer interns who've helped us in different areas of ministry. And we just want to honor those uh, guys today. So if you and ladies, if you are in the crowd, would you please make your way to the stage? Um, They've been here since the first... You better get up here. I know there's some of you here. Um, they've been here since the 1st of June. Uh, most of their internships ended on July the 31st, which was yesterday, I believe. And they've done a fantastic job of ministry. And these are the hopefully the future of, of churches somewhere and mission fields and all of those things. So we just want to honor them. Uh, we've got one more. She is on vacation with her family, Miss Abby Broadway. I think we've got a picture of her that we're just going to try to get up. Maybe not. Uh, maybe so. there she is. Uh, she'll be staying on for a while, helping in our children's ministry. But these five interns did a fantastic job this summer. Let's give these uh, young folks a hand. Yes, Miss Sophia Thaxton, Charlie Morrison, uh, Daniel Herman. And Austin McDowell, thank you guys for uh, helping us this summer, and we wish you uh, nothing but the best moving forward. Mr. Daniel Harmon is going to pray. He's been our pastoral intern this summer. He's going to pray us out.
2: Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the the church we have here. I pray that uh, you would just guide us as we move forward. Help us to live for your glory. Uh, I know sometimes we just want to live for ourselves, but thank you, God, that you want us to to live for you. I pray that you guide us this week and uh, bring us back safely. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.